Well, a very good morning and welcome to our behind-the-scenes interview for today here on Worcester Radio. Rory Levandusky, our good friend from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County, joining us in studio to talk about cleaning and sanitizing one's milking system. Obviously, an important management practice uh, when we talk about producing high-quality milk so vital to Wayne County. Rory, define what's included in the milking system. And, and secondly, as I throw a whole bunch at you right out of the gate, how often does a system need to be cleaned and also sanitized? Right. Well, the milking system, for the purpose of our discussion today, includes all of the milking equipment and all of the lines that move the milk from the udder of the cow to the bulk milk storage tank. Uh, it should also include the milking equipment used for milk that does not enter the bulk milk storage tank. So in that case, we're talking about those first few milkings from fresh cows, uh, any milk that might have to come uh, and be discarded from treated cows during the withholding period. Cleaning and sanitizing then does need to take place after every milking on the dairy farm. Uh, every time a piece of milking equipment is used, it needs to be cleaned and sanitized. And sanitizing of equipment and lines again, will occur before each milking. Okay, uh, we're not saying cleaning and or sanitizing. We're saying them both. We're saying them separately. You also made a distinction between cleaning and sanitizing in terms of when they occur. So, Rory, can you define the difference between cleaning and sanitizing? Because obviously there is one. Right, there is. Uh, That key difference uh, is that cleaning has to occur before sanitizing. The purpose of cleaning is to remove dirt or soil. Uh, we maybe don't think about that a lot with milk, but uh, you know there are some terms used uh, with milk that uh, that we have to remove dirt or soil. So, with regard to cleaning a milking system, we talk about dirt as organic milk soils. Uh, sanitizing then happens after cleaning, after removing those milk soils. In other words, you can't sanitize soil or dirt; you sanitize a clean surface. Okay. The term milk soils may be new to some of our listeners, or maybe not, uh, but can you find what milk soils are and then also how the cleaning process takes those out? Sure. Uh, There are four main milk soils that need to be removed in this cleaning process. Milk sugars or carbohydrates, milk proteins, milk fat, and then milk minerals. The goal is to rinse and wash immediately after completion of milking so that these milk solids will not dry onto the surface. Uh, They become much more difficult to remove if they dry onto a surface. Milk sugars typically are removed with warm water rinse. Milk fat uh, typically removed with hot water. Milk proteins are removed with warm water. And a high pH alkaline cleaner or soap uh, helps to remove our minerals uh, with that hot water. Uh, Then we also have a low pH acid cleaner uh, that fits into the cleaning process. Rory, you mentioned different water temperatures, rinses, and also cleaners. Is there some type of rinse or wash order that needs to be followed? And again, what's the the cleaning and then sanitizing process? Yeah. Well, Ron, uh, what we're talking about here is is, uh, called a clean-in-place or CIP system that flushes water and cleaner through the milking system without having to take that that system apart. That's why it's called clean in place. Uh, You don't have to use manual scrubbing. Again, we're we're flushing water through the system. In most milking systems, this involves a pre-rinse 
of warm, and that's typically 100 to 120 degree temperature water. That's followed by a wash cycle, and that includes our high pH uh, detergent, so pH typically has to get up in that 11 to 12 range. Those are chlorinated detergents in hot water. Uh, there are starting temperature, usually about 170 degrees Fahrenheit. And then your cleaning cycle ends with a low pH, so uh, 2.5 to 3.0, that's an acid rinse using 95 to 110 degree temperature water. The sanitizing step then follows. So we've cleaned everything, now it's time to sanitize our clean equipment. The sanitizer's purpose is to kill microorganisms. So a sanitizer is then circulated through the milking system with 95 to maybe 100 Fahrenheit degree water before milking begins. Uh, within the past few years, there have been some systems developed. Uh, there are one-step chemical cleaners that have been introduced that do combine both that wash and acid rinse cycle. Uh, that allows uh, those systems to reduce water usage by 25 to 30%. Rory, you mentioned specific water temperatures and cleaning solution pH. You also use the term wash or rinse cycle. Uh, that implies a time requirement. So can you briefly run down the key factors to ensure that an effective cleaning and sanitizing program takes place? Because there's no point running through all this if you're not doing it correctly. Right, yeah. So that procedure is important uh, in managing these factors. So there are six key factors that have to be managed to ensure that your clean-and-place system is doing an effective job of cleaning and sanitizing. So one factor I've already talked about uh, is that water temperature. Those temperatures are pretty critical. Another key factor, as you suggested, is time. Uh, specifically, we think about how much circulation time do we need with a particular rinse or wash, and those things are defined as well. Now, the other four key factors then include uh, the volume of water, the velocity of the water that runs through that system, uh, the effectiveness of your drainage system uh, to to make sure that those lines are drained completely between rinses, uh, and then the chemical balance of the water and the cleaning products that are used. Talking again with us this morning about cleaning and sanitizing a milking system, Rory Levendusky. Rory, why does circulation time vary between rinses and washes, and, and also what's the magnitude of the time variation? Right. Well, uh, water and solution circulation time varies depending upon the the purpose <clears throat> that we're trying to accomplish for that particular rinse or wash cycle. Uh, for example, the purpose of our pre-rinse is to remove uh, anywhere from 90 to 95 percent uh, plus of the milk soil load and to warm up the surfaces of the milking system so that our following wash and rinse cycles uh, are more effective. So therefore, that pre-rinse cycle is not circulated. It just runs one time through. Again, we're trying to remove uh, the bulk of the, the load from the system. Uh, it has So it's just flushed through and then has to be dumped and drained. So there comes into that factor of, of effective draining system. So it, immediately that, that drainage happens after that pre-rinse cycle. The wash cycle then, uh, which includes a detergent, that needs to be recirculated. So there we're going to you know, flow that around, and that's going to be recirculated typically 6 to 10 minutes and the water needs to stay hot during that entire time frame. Water temperature typically is going to start at about 170, and it needs to uh, end at, at at least 120 or higher by the end of that, that cycling time. Uh, falling below that, we start running into some problems. So those are things to, to note. 
The post-rinse cycle then uh, generally needs to be a minimum uh, cycle through about two to three uh, minutes of contact time. It has to remove all traces of the cleaning solution as well as prevent and remove mineral deposits. And then often that acid rinse circulates for approximately you know, about five minutes. The sanitizing rinse then, and again, that one is run before milking begins. That's done to reduce possible microorganisms. That's generally circulated for about five minutes throughout the entire system. Rory, you lifted, uh, you listed, I should say, water volume and, and water velocity as important factors as well. What needs to be watched uh, with regard to those two factors? The volume of water circulated has to match the size of your milking system. Uh, if you have too small a volume, uh, when that water is circulated, there's going to be inadequate contact of water and cleaning solutions with surfaces. It allows some of those milk solids to dry on, and that causes problems uh, with milk quality. Uh, again, those milk soil buildups, uh, we get bacterial growth, and so inadequate water volume also can be a cause of water temperature cooling off too quickly. Again, we want to be able to maintain water temperatures. Uh, Finally, uh, inadequate water volume can affect the turbulence or the action of the water. Uh, and that is also connected then with water velocity. So good cleaning is really dependent upon water turbulence and velocity. Uh, sometimes that's called slugging. So our clean-in-place systems contain an air injector generally to generate some water velocity. For lines that are greater than 1.5 inches in diameter, a minimum water velocity would be considered 10 feet per second, but uh, oftentimes in these systems we're looking at uh, velocities of 23 to 25 feet per second as more of a normal. Rory, you had also mentioned chemical balance of water and cleaning products is, is one of those important factors to ensure good cleaning and sanitizing. What's involved there? Well, it's very important to have your farm's water supply analyzed for mineral content and hardness. Uh, those results and the numbers that they generate affect how well cleaning products and sanitizers work. In some cases, there can be antagonistic reactions. So uh, you can work with a chemical and cleaning supply reps to match your water uh, with the products that they have, make sure they're compatible, uh, and make sure that they can help you design proper mixing instructions that, again, work best for your farm situation, for the water that you have on your farm. And finally, Rory, as we wrap things up, any, any last considerations that we need to mention to improve cleaning and sanitizing? And on the flip side, if somebody's been listening but maybe tuned in halfway through, want to find out more, how can they get more information? Yeah. Well, again, key points here, make sure you read all the labels on your cleaning and sanitizing products. They're going to outline uh, those mixing directions and, and conditions that need to be met. Understand proper mixing procedure and dilution rates. Um, again, I'd encourage you to work with your milk equipment dealer and milk plant representatives to keep your cleaning in place systems functioning effectively. It's really a good idea to have a a CIP system check and maintenance done uh, routinely probably twice a year. Uh, we've covered a lot of information. I know you can contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722 uh, for any of the information we covered here today. Uh, it's also available as podcast, uh, courtesy of WQKT. I'd be glad to share any of the information that I used in, in today's broadcast. Talking cleaning and sanitizing milking systems today from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County, Rory Levandusky. Rory, as always, good to see you again. We'll see you next time around. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate this opportunity.